0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here
1: we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's
2: go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Alright, we are wrapping up week six here on Sunday night. And uh, the game is going on. It should be great. Let's hope it's great. Welcome everybody to the show. Adam, Jamie, and Heath here talking about the Sunday action and your email is at, at cbsi.com. Probably won't get to any emails on this show, but uh, you know we'll get to them later in the week. So how's week six treating you, Heath Cummings?
0: I would just like to make a public statement that there is nothing wrong with men crying.
2: Oh, what happened?
0: So I, I know that there's some people sharing videos of Derek Carr crying after getting hit against the Seahawks. And I know Adam cries a lot. And I just, it's okay to cry. Now, how terrible they are at football is not okay, but that's another story.
2: Derek Carr. All right, I gotta see this. Derek Carr crying. Is that just what I should Twitter search?
0: Um, I don't know if it was listed. On, I think so. That'll probably find it for you.
1: Oh my gosh, he cried. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna bat? give you uh four offensive lines. You tell me which ones you'd rather have. The Texans?
2: No, no, no. Yeah, they're so bad. <laughs> the Raiders. Also I'll bad. take the
0: Raiders over the Texans. The Bills.
1: I'll take the Raiders over the Bills. <laughs> and the Giants. Uh, Ooh. the Giants I are the, the best Bators of the is my bunch. Favorite.
2: Uh, well,
1: their their tackles were so bad today.
2: Uh, yeah, Carr was consistently being harassed. Uh, how about the Titans giving up eleven sacks and recording none in that game? Eleven sacks for the Raiders. In this game, offensive lines really do make a huge, huge difference. Um, But, you know, before we get into that, we're probably done talking about that. Oh, my gosh. Boy, that was really sad to watch Derek Carr. Um, So how about the elite running backs? I mean, they're amazing. Todd Gurley scored 33 non-PPR points, 35 PPR points, one more point than Melvin Gordon. Saquon Barkley was third in non-PPR, but he scored 37 PPR points, number one running back so far in that format. James Conner should be Le'Veon Bell, followed by Latavius Murray should be Dalvin Cook, and then Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know. There's not that much fantasy analysis maybe, but this right now is kind of elite running back here. These guys, week in, week out, they're just incredible. you got to have them.
1: Well, I, I think the counter to that, though, would be it's not Dalvin Cook. And That's Le'Veon's a little bit of a different situation. Uh, where's Leonard Fournette? And where's David Johnson? Where's Kareem Hunt?
2: Well, jo- Johnson, uh, well, Hunt's not, you know, Hunt's still playing. Johnson's still doing but, great, doing well. He's scoring every week now. Yeah, but I don't know if he's in that category of guys. Oh, he's not. He's
1: not, but.
0: Well, I mean, there's like acting like this is the same category is probably not fair because three of these guys were like, at 32 points in one of the two formats. Um, and then like Ezekiel Elliott scored 17 fantasy points
2: this week. He that's did, great. but I'm just it's saying good, week after week, these guys are doing really, really well. That's, that's true. Yes. Yeah. I again, I don't know that there's much. It's just, I try to start out with, with what stood out. The other thing that stood out to me is the another week where we had, I'll count it now. I think we had eight quarterback, maybe seven going into Sunday night. With 30 or more fantasy points and 6 point per passing touchdown leagues. And it is 7. So last week, we took a little bit of a step back. It looked like, uh, 2017 all over again. Well, I now mean, we're back to, to, be fair,
1: to be fair, Adam, that's because Brock Osweiler and Mitchell Trubisky did not play last week.
2: And <laughs> are <You're laughs> two right. of the best. And Jameis Winston did it either. And he's, uh, he's that's number true. one right do now. Do you,
0: do you guys realize that somebody won a million dollars today because they played Brock
1: Osweiler and Albert Wilson? Do you realize that our colleague Pete Prisco drink <laughs> played Brock Osweiler in the Million Dollar Challenge as well, and unfortunately for him, he played Osweiler and Gurley. But you know where he screwed up. He put Stills over Wilson. No, he no, he played Gasecki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he uh he played he played Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and AJ Green.
2: Yep, but that's, that's not so went. bad. Those guys did no, well. But but, but you got to do amazing you to
1: hit yeah. on some some big spots elsewhere. But he played Osweiler. That's funny. That's, yeah, that's funny.
2: Awesome. Um, alright. So listen, let's, uh, let's get into the show. Let's talk about the big news. Dalvin Cook did not play. They're at the Jets next good. week. What? Uh, rest of season outlook for Dalvin Cook right now.
1: The number two running back, went healthy.
2: Yep. Okay. Amari Cooper. Also low. Yeah. But he had like a setback. So, so we don't really know.
1: I, I think it's a good back. thing to be, to be honest. It, it stinks not having him out there, but would you rather have him out there and, and suffer a worse setback? Like I don't I don't know if he suffered a setback as much as he just didn't feel right and ready to go. Okay, he couldn't
2: I, get it loose. I heard the word setback,
1: but setback not probably from setback probably from where he was at this point. But he wasn't 100. percent No, he
2: wasn't. That's true. Um. All right, so they're at the Jets next week, and uh, then New Orleans, then Detroit. Uh, maybe he'll come back for Detroit. That'd be nice. Then a bye. Uh. Amari Cooper left with a concussion in the second quarter. Seth Roberts left with a concussion later in the game. They are on by this week. The Raiders are like a total mess. Heath has them as just a loser, and we will talk about. Uh, we'll talk about the the Raiders just you know being a loser right now. Calvin Ridley left with an ankle injury in the first half. Mohamed Sanu left with a hip injury. Do we know anything right now? Is they have a Monday night game against the Giants? Uh, no, no, but. Matt Ryan still scored 33 fantasy points, I believe, in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. That's every single home game. He has scored 30, 33 or more fantasy points, unbelievable. Do you know what
1: else has happened in every single home game for the Falcons? No. Julio Jones has not scored. <laughs> you know yeah. what's happened in every road game for the Falcons?
2: Julio Jones has not scored! Julio Jones has not scored. <laughs> Zero touchdowns in six games. It's That's amazing.
1: Crazy. It's amazing. Is but there a
2: logical
0: be, explanation? Like, I, I understand it's frustrating, but nobody should be mad that Julio didn't score today.
1: Not at all. But still, it's just funny. Like, he could, he, Ryan could throw six touchdowns in a game, and I, I I'm convinced Julio won't get one of them.
2: <laughs> well, if Ridley and Sanu are out, that does help his chances, although Hooper! I don't think it does. They've Ho- got Marvin Hall, Justin Hardy. Hooper's done something that he's never done before. Austin Hooper has two straight games with 70 or more yards, first time in his career. Uh, he, he's having he's a breakout season. 72% own. Uh, Julio Jones, by the way, 143 yards on 10 catches and 14 targets. Uh, yeah,
1: ben, from 20 to 20, he's amazing.
2: Leonard, uh, yeah, Leonard Fournette has a chance to play next week, a chance. They got Houston. They um, are
1: going to blast the Texans next week. Oh yeah? That's a terrible Houston team and they're going into Jacksonville after two straight road games.
2: The last play yep. of the Tampa Bay-Atlanta game was awesome, wasn't it? Yes, it was very good. Yes. If Adam
1: Humphreys looks up, though, it's a touchdown.
2: Jameis Winston, I mean, he keeps it, and it was great. I'm sure you've all seen it. It was awesome. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Cooper Cup had a scary knee injury, but he was able to return, and Baltimore guard Alex Lewis was carted off the field with a neck injury. Thankfully, he has feelings in his extremities, and we hope for a speedy recovery for Alex Lewis. Let's do some winners and losers, two of each uh, or from, uh, from Jamie and from Heath. Heath, why don't you kick it off? Give me some uh, Week 6 winners. I'll go with Alex Collins and Adrian
0: Peterson, a couple of running backs we were pretty, pretty worried about going into this week. Alex Collins, two touchdowns inside the five-yard line. I believe Buck Allen had one carry the last time I looked, and that was like two minutes left in the game.
2: That is correct. He I, finished with one carry I, for one yard. I don't usually
0: like it when coaches lie to me, but I am happy that he, <laughs> that Coach Harbaugh was lying when he said this was going to stay a timeshare. Cause Alex Collins was the starting running. And I'm a little worried about Buck Allen because he wasn't even the number two in the running game.
2: Uh, and, and he didn't get the goal line work. Collins had a two yard touchdown run. Um, I'm not sure if you mentioned that. I'm sorry if you did. He had two touchdowns I, yeah, in the I game. I did. Um, and, uh, yeah. Good stuff for him. No catches for Collins, but he hasn't really been big in the passing game. Now he gets New Orleans next week, and that's a, a really good run defense so far. But Alice Collins, definitely a winner. And then Peterson. So Collins was started in 42% of leagues. Peterson started in 44% of leagues. You see fantasy owners, Heath. They clearly uh, were uncertain of what to do with these guys. And Peterson came through at 97 yards rushing, six receiving yards. For another solid game. Not great, but solid. The
0: big thing for me is not... What Adrian Peterson was able to do in this game, even though it was encouraging to see them have a good game against what I think is a good defense, it's how good Washington's defense looked. Peterson said he took, he felt his shoulder on every hit that he took, but he wanted to show his coach how tough he was that he wants to be there. And they, except for the couple of plays against the Saints, have looked like a team with a good defense this year. Mm-hmm. Their passing game sucks. Mm-hmm. I think Peterson, until he give, gives gives into the injuries is going to be a 20-touch, must-start, number two running back.
2: But you think he will eventually give in to the injuries? I hope not, but it, it's hard to believe that he's
0: going to keep taking a beating like this and not eventually give into to it. I hope he doesn't.
2: Who would you rather have rest of season, Alex Collins or Adrian Peterson? Collins. Jamie?
1: Collins. Peterson. I still think Peterson's a sell-high candidate.
2: Peterson or a Dolphins running back? Uh, Peterson. All right, Jamie. Well, got... it depends. Is Osweiler still starting? <laughs> yeah, I think I expect him to start next week.
0: Hmm. So Adam Gates was not happy
2: with no. the fact Tannehill didn't play, right? Uh no, uh, he was I unhappy that it. that they were that he was being questioned about it. That was my interpretation I, he, of it. That's
0: that's the way it came off. But he finished it with, "I'm tired of answering questions about this guy." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. And then he that said doesn't he, sound like a guy you're happy with. He invoked HIPAA also. He oh, did. okay. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what the situation is. There, but there was a report that he had a sprained AC joint. Uh, who did you guys rank? Who are you ranking? Tannehill or Osweiler next week against Detroit? Osweiler. Yeah. Uh, all right, anyway, um, Jamie, your winners for, for week six?
1: Uh, Michael Crabtree?
2: Okay. He's not dead? He's not. Is he the best Ravens wide receiver? It was a bad game for John Brown.
1: I'd still rather have John Brown, but this is encouraging to see Crabtree come out and and say, you know, I'm I'm still here because they're, you know, understandably so. Some 10-team leagues I've seen him cut.
2: Yeah. Well, if you saw him in a 10-team league, would you pick up Michael Crabtree? I would. Okay.
1: And it's funny. Like, I made a trade. I think it was after week two or after week three. I traded uh, Mark Ingram and Will Fuller for Le'Veon Bell and Crabtree. And I felt pretty disgusting about it afterwards because – you know, at the time I was going on the reports that Le'Veon would show up at the end of September.
2: Yeah. And I feel a little bit encouraged now. All right. Yeah, you know the targets have been there for Crabtree. So He 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 looked like a different
0: man today. It was like Akeem Talib finally gave him his chain back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they were fired up, man. So they he got he got his turnover them. chain? He got a turnover chain. There you go. Uh give me another winner, Jamie. How about
1: Taylor Gabriel? Once again,
2: yeah, man. Oh, Taylor Anthony Gabriel Miller comes 100 yards. back. Miller
1: scores a touchdown. But Gabriel, five for one ten. He's he's not just a, a one week thing. He looks like he's going to be legit.
2: Well, let's expand it then. And how about Mitchell Trubisky? Is he legit? I mean, it was easy to brush it off when just say, "Oh, it was the Bucks." They really, the Bucks are really bad in the secondary. But uh, Trubisky had another impressive. Uh, earmuffs, game. earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. You could you could spoil it.
1: Um, Sony Michelle touchdown.
2: Oh crap. That's not good for me. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Adam. It's not, you know, I look, hey man, I got a 5 and 0 team and I'm trying to hang on here and I, I'm up by like 30 points going into this game with against James White and Sonny Michelle. Probably not a good thing. Um, but yeah, Trubisky, is he, is he a legit fantasy option now?
1: Yes. He may not be a week in, week out top 10, top 12 guy in terms of where we'll rank him. Um, and I'll just give you an idea. Uh, I think I have him like 13th or 14th next week against the Patriots at home. And this is just, you know, my first run through it. Um, I have him at 12 right now. So, and that's with, uh, as Heath, I, I think either said on or off the air. Um, off. Oh, four quarterbacks missing next week? Or no. Six quarterbacks missing next week? No, four.
2: I think it's eight. Well, oh, eight quarter- no, Eight teams four- on a bye. What? No, four teams are on a bye. Te- te- I'm
1: sorry, four teams on a bye. Yes, you're right. Four teams. Yeah. Okay. Um so now
2: they have backup quarterbacks, so I guess we are missing those also.
1: Yeah, in any event LOL. he's he's now played well two weeks in a row. You you see a comfort level with this Matt Nagy offense. You're seeing his weapons because it's Robinson made plays today, Burton made plays today, uh, Miller was back, and Tariq Cohen's been awesome. And look, he's he's uh his defense really let him down today, clearly. So, I don't know how many times he's gonna be in this type of scenario, but against the Patriots next week, and what should be a, a potential shootout, I, I like him.
2: So, we're talking about Trubisky here. Next week, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Three very fantasy relevant quarterbacks are on by, so I'm um, sure Trubisky will be popular off the waiver wire. And a, a crybaby. And a crybaby. I feel bad for Derek <laughs> Leave him alone. What's, leave, what's, what's better, Heath? Uh, a man crying, Publicly? Oh, I know where you're Mm -hmm. going
1: with this. Go ahead. Halloween?
2: Oh, I did know where you're going with that. Sorry.
0: Oh, I would um, (laughs) I would much rather watch videos of Derek Carr cry than trick or treat. Would you? Would no, no, no,
1: no, not not (laughs) Derek Carr. Would you cry on FFT or go trick or treat?
0: See, that's the thing is, I don't know, and I don't say this because I think it's like a virtue to not cry. But I don't know what I would have, I can't make myself cry and I don't know what you guys could do to me to make me cry. So,
1: so he cried (laughs) was after the hit
0: or was he just crying in general? He was crying on the ground and then got up. I don't know if it was because he was upset because they lost or because he got hit
1: hard or because he threw an interception. I'm not sure exactly which bad thing made him cry. So let's just say you had like a call that you wanted, you were making and it was like, this is my best call of the year.
2: Start of the week. It's
1: It's, it's, I've never felt more confident about this player and then he completely whiffs. And you get so emotional that you cry. Would you rather do that or go trick-or-treating? I'd rather cry.
2: No. What do you have against candy? (laughs) I mean, candy is pretty much trash. People, I don't know what to do with that statement. Like, I don't know how to respond. Again, just, just,
1: just pack up and go.
2: You know what that was? That was not smart. Like using a job site that isn't ZipRecruiter, using a job site that sends you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through, absolutely not smart. A job site that makes you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job, not smart. Starting Derek Carr in fantasy, not smart. But you know what is smart? Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter sponsoring today's show, and ZipRecruiter going to help you find the people you need for your open job. So listen, you got a job opening, you need some help, you need some help finding uh, the right people for it. Why don't you try ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. You can try it for free there. Post your job. ZipRecruiter goes out, finds people for you, people with the right skills, the right education, the right experience. ZipRecruiter actively invites them to apply. You're going to get qualified candidates. You're going to get them fast. And that's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the US. Our listeners can try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, Heath, give me some losers in week six. By, by the way, I'm I'm
1: most likely going to win a league starting Derek Carr.
2: Oh, smart. Smart move.
0: I think the guy that's lost should be crying right now. Um, Mike Williams, <laughs> not the number oh, yeah. two receiver on his team, but the number two Williams on his team. Tyro Williams had a great, great day today. And that's not necessarily all bad for Mike Williams, except he had one catch on four targets. And it's just been a negative trend for him. He had that one game with two touchdowns. He had one other game that was good for fantasy. And everything else has just looked terrible.
2: And Tyrell Williams, his touchdown catch. We had some great touchdown catches today. Tyrell Williams... You know, it, technically it was in triple coverage, but he really caught it over two guys. So we'll give him a double coverage touchdown catch. But three catches, 118 yards, and two touchdowns for Tyra Williams, who I dropped in a league this morning. Uh, good stuff there. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to be rushing to pick him up, guys. 23% owned. Should I be, Tyra Williams?
1: No.
0: No, I don't think you could rush to pick him up, but I'm not going to blame you when you start looking at the waiver wire and you drop Mike Williams.
2: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he's trouble. Agreed on that. Uh, And the Raiders, Heath, are just big losers for you as they go into their bye. They get the Colts in week eight when they come back from the bye. But, yeah, it's not looking good for them right now.
0: Yeah, one of the things I'm going to write about for Believe It or Not tomorrow, and I don't actually know yet what my answer to this is going to be, but what Raiders do you have to hold on to through the bye? Definitely Marshawn. Yeah. After that, I think you could make a case for dropping any of them.
2: Well, I don't know how long Cooper's out, obviously, and hopefully he's not out long. I think he missed the game last year with a concussion. Uh I would not drop Jordy Nelson. I guess in a bye. You're right. I mean, I don't know that anybody's going to pick up. But I would like to have Jordy Nelson if Cooper's out.
0: Like, I think in a 10-team league, every Raider but Marshawn Lynch is droppable. And you might have a 10-team league team where you're dropping Marshawn
2: Lynch. What about Jared Cook? Him, too? Yeah. Him too. Okay. Jamie, what do you think?
1: I probably would still hold on to Cooper. But 10-team leagues, it's it's easy to find receivers at this point. So in those formats, I think Nelson and Cooper. And look, if you're talking about, at this point, Cook or Austin Hooper, I think it's easy to make the decision to go with Austin Hooper. But if you're talking about Cook versus maybe OJ Howard, I think it's easy to go with OJ Howard.
2: And would you consider dropping Amari Cooper for Taylor Gabriel?
1: Uh, I I mean, again, in a ten-team league, but I guess not. Maybe in a twelve-team league or fourteen-team league, if I need to win, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oy. All right, Jamie, give me a couple losers. Uh, how about Lamar Miller? Oh, okay. How come? Because I figured maybe he'd be a winner just because he did not he he got most of the work, more of the work. Yeah, but again,
1: way. he didn't do anything with it. Nice, thanks. And
2: <laughs> we are now. We are now, uh, to the point
1: where six weeks is the puplist date. So Deontay Foreman, if he's healthy, can start to practice this week.
2: Yeah. Lamar Miller, another game with, with workload, but, uh, very little production to show for it. He had 15 carries for 46 yards and two catches. Alfred Blue had seven carries and two catches. And one more loser, Jamie. Uh,
1: sorry. Hold on.
2: Okay. I'll find it. All right.
1: Keep talking. Okay. You keep talking about the, um, yeah, those guys. Lamar Miller and uh-huh. Alfred Blue
2: and Deontay Foreman. I'll get a loser. Austin Eckler's a loser. This is what I was uh concerned about with him. Didn't score. Wasn't great. Le- he's, it, it,
1: he's gonna end up with more fancy points than a lot of running backs though.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'd call him a loser just because this is what I expected from him this week.
2: Uh yeah. <laughs> such a
1: jerk such a jerk answer. So his his, for, his his 7 for his 7 for 60 better than Philip Lindsay, Marshawn Lynch, Chris Carson, Jordan Howard. There's a loser for you, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard.
2: Um right. uh Naim Hines, Carlos Hyde. I mean is he really a loser? Yes. I think so. It's that just because other people were bad doesn't mean he wasn't bad. Um did he have any know. catches? Austin and you Arthur? know, and this
0: this is another like Philip Lindsay had 66 yards.
2: So Philip Lindsay, that was a really interesting uh, backfield split. Austin uh, Austin Eckler did not have any catches, right? No. Nope. So he was really bad in PPR, and he was only thirty-two percent started. So so that is good. Um, I don't know why I put in my notes that Austin Eckler had six catches for fifteen yards. I don't know what that's all about, but it threw me <laughs> off completely. So um, I got another loser for you. Yeah. Naeem Hines. Yeah. Does anybody consider Marlon Mack a winner? Absolutely. Yeah, totally a winner.
1: Stay healthy, dude.
2: Please, please. And it it did help that Robert Turbin left early with an injury. But Marlon, I know know you
0: drafted him in a lot of leagues. How many do you still
2: have him in? Pretty much – I have ten leagues. I probably have Marlon Mack in four leagues. So I did not give up on him. I do believe he's the best guy there. He had a nice game. Not a great game, but he had a nice game. He almost scored. I think he was a yard away from it. He had an almost touchdown. Um. I don't know what the goal line situation would have look like if Turbin had played, but you know they Hines the, dropped Hines dropped an easy touchdown. Exactly, there. they they threw the ball to Hines. They had a play early in the game where it was I think at the one or two yard line. It Was at the one. Both guys were in. Hines and Mac were both in, wide open in the end zone. Hines dropped the ball and really didn't see much work after that. So I think Mac. I've been saying it a lot. You know, maybe a beat the waiver wire guy. He's about sixty percent owned. Sixty two percent. And Turbin had a
0: goal line fumble, right? So he probably lost that job. At least temporarily, he <laughs> did have a goal line
2: fumble. All right, so those are some losers and, and some winners for you. News and notes. Ryan Tannehill did not play, as we know. Carolina wide receiver DJ Moore fumbled twice in the first half. Oops. Great touchdown catches from Juju. Uh, Devin Funches had a great one. Actually, Juju's was overturned down at the one. Uh, Tyrell Williams had a great one. There were some really exciting catches today. Quincyon. David
1: Njoku had a big one.
2: It's eh, a great one. I don't know. It's pretty good. Lost the guy. It's pretty it was a good. good one. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Quincy Enunwa left with an ankle injury in the first half. Josh Allen left with an elbow injury.
1: You know, F- I don't think we've talked about this enough. Enunwa is no longer their slot receiver.
2: Heath, to talk about that. Um, okay. It may have been the show. It may have been Thursday when or Friday when you were in here. Thursday, I believe.
0: Okay. Yeah, but yeah, the, we talked about how we wanted to watch it this week to see. And it was very clear that it's, that that's the way that it is. And he left the game in a walking boot, so he may not be their anything receiver for a while. Yeah.
2: Will Fuller was shaken up late in the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't think, I think he's fine, but, uh, he's not fine for fantasy owners right now. Will Fuller's been disappointing, and they're at Jacksonville next week. Jacksonville, the defensive tackle Malik Jackson left in the first quarter. Baltimore had 11 sacks. Minnesota cornerback uh, Mike Hughes may have torn his ACL. So that defense takes another hit. Miami defensive end Cameron Wake had arthroscopic knee surgery and Denver linebacker Bradley Chubb, the rookie. He had three sacks today. Big game for him.
1: Uh Jadon Mickens for the Jaguars also fractured his ankles out Ooh. six weeks.
2: Oof. Rough day. It was on a stupid play, too. Rough day for the Jaguars.
1: They uh they tried to do a reverse on a kickoff. Oh, a punt, he got
2: hurt on that play? Broke his ankle. I have a new rule proposal. Bad touchdown celebrations. Minus one point on the scoreboard. So say the Vikings? Oh, that's exactly. And the Seahawks. Just terrible celebrations today. Get it together. How about Doug
1: Baldwin? He should be a winner.
2: Okay, Doug Baldwin's a winner. Russell, so they're going into their bye, right? Yeah. You can't drop Doug Baldwin, right? He's a must-keep. No, you can't drop him.
1: Oh, no, he looked great today.
2: Yep. Let's Steve do
1: the, shots, he was running down the field.
2: Let's do the Worryometer. Three wide receivers. Three stud-wide receivers. How worried are you 0 to 10 for any of these guys? Who's the highest on the worryometer? Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Mike Evans. Keenan Allen had 62 yards. He has 2 games with more than 67 yards. He doesn't have a touchdown since week 1. Jarvis whoa, whoa, Landry whoa. keeps getting Oh,
1: Keenan Allen had 40 rushing
2: yards. Okay, fine. <laughs> Jarvis <Dual> La- threat. <laughs> Jarvis Landry keeps getting targets, no production, 2 catches for 11 yards. Uh Mike Evans. You know, maybe with Jameis Winston spreading the ball around. I know Heath was a little concerned about this going into the year. The last two games have not been great for Mike Evans. He's been right around sixty yards, and he only had five targets today. Who's the most worrisome out of those three receivers?
1: Uh do we have to say some I'm worried about someone?
0: I I I want to make sure I
1: answer this carefully.
0: I'm the most worried about Evans living up to his ADP and where he was Before last week. I wouldn't say that I think he's going to be worse than Landry or Allen. But I'm more worried about him living up to what I paid for him than I am the other two guys.
2: But you paid more for Allen. so Then I'm
0: worried about Allen too. I'm not as worried about Allen as I am Evans.
2: Okay. Why?
0: I still expect that he's going to get the targets from Rivers. And I think that teams are going to start taking the running backs away in the passing game a little bit more because they've leaned on that so much. And I've still I've got enough of a history with Rivers and Allen when Allen's been healthy. The history we have with Jameis is that he's a lot better for tight ends than Fitzpatrick is, and he's not as good for wide receivers, and he's really spread it out over the last year and game and a half now.
2: Yeah. And Jamie, I I wanna say Buy low on Jarvis Landry because yes. his schedule is amazing. Yes. But it just seems like he and Mayfield may not have a great connection right now.
1: They have just played a very tough schedule and the Chargers defense has turned the corner. I don't know if it's Corey Legia coming back, getting another pass rusher. They've looked great the last two weeks. All right. So, so, I would discount this game. Plus he's got I he, I don't know how much he spent time with Casey Hayward chasing him around. Um, I think he needs some help because I don't think he's a natural fit playing outside as much as he is.
2: So, well, is he still a buy low in that sense at Tampa Bay? Yes, because Pittsburgh. the schedule is so good. Yeah. yeah would City you Would
1: list. you sit him against Tampa Bay?
2: No, I think it's amazing coming up. I just right. I'm, I thought he'd do better on, in this game.
1: No, this is a tough matchup for him.
2: Yeah, and they had Baltimore last week. Right. All righty, let's do some buy or sell. Buy or sell. Eric Ebron will continue to be a must-start tight end when the Colts get healthy. Bye.
0: Yeah, as a low end. Not as good as he's been. Did you know he's had a career high for touchdowns in a season
2: today? Wow. How many does he have? Six? Yep. Six in six games. Buy or sell. Tariq Cohen is the best Bears running back rest of season in any format.
1: Buy. Also.
2: Jamie, you're buying?
1: Yeah, Jordan Howard can't fumble like that.
2: He fumbled. Cohen fumbled, too for the record, for he, he, what it's worth. Did he worth. fumble going into the end zone? Does it really matter? Yes. Well, what matters That's is point. that Howard had the ball going into the end zone. I'm not sure I disagree with you, by the way. I'd like to see them open up their offense a little bit more because Howard, I, I feel like, is slowing them down. But uh, just uh so he did have 14 carry, carries, and Cohen had five, and he did have the end zone I, I'll, carry.
1: I'll say this. Uh The fact that you say any format, so that means we're talking about half PPR and PPR. So in those two formats, I'll take Cohen. So two-thirds of the formats, I'll take Cohen. In non-PPR, I'll take Howard.
2: So you should have sold. Should have sold. <laughs>
1: you said you said any format. Two of the three formats, I'll take him.
2: I know, but I I guess I should have said every format. I hate you. Frank uh, Gore is a reliable flex. <laughs> Rest of season, buy or sell Frank Gore. So, so. Well, how about next week against Detroit? I'll buy.
1: Yeah, I'll buy, but it's a little tough to start either of those two guys.
2: Is there a huge difference between Frank Gore and Marshawn Lynch? Is there a Uh, difference between That's a great question.
0: No, that's a really good question, and the answer is probably no.
2: Yeah, 33% on, I mean look, I, I don't, (laughs) nobody loves Frank Gore, but if you get a guy who's getting 15 carries, that's important in bye weeks, you know? He's got the Can I tell you something? I sent
1: you the notes last week for the waiver wire. Frank Gore was in there. I wrote a whole blurb about Frank Gore, and then I took him out of the column because I'm like, why am I writing about Frank Gore? Nobody's going to pick him up. Earmuffs. Earmuffs.
2: Uh, no, just just stop. Look, everybody is listening. They know what happened at the game, so I don't want to keep doing that to them. Julian
1: Edelman just scored a touchdown.
2: Hey, there we go. I love it. That's huge. Um, James Conner really outscore. should. You really should have
1: pushed to make that bet about Edelman versus Fitzgerald. <laughs>
2: And Alshon versus Kenny Stills. Uh, James Conner will outscore Le'Veon Bell rest of season. Connor better than Bell rest of season, buy or sell? Sell. I'll sell,
0: but I do think it's probably going to be a lot closer than most people think.
2: What is your best guess to what happens after next week's buy?
1: Le'Veon shows up, and by week nine, they're starting running back.
2: I would guess in
0: week eight, James Conner gets more touches than Le'Veon Bell does. In Week 9, it's close to 50-50. In Week 10, Le'Veon's the lead back.
2: Buy or sell? Will Fuller is droppable. Uh, Buy sell? Buying it, Jamie, huh?
1: It's the receiver.
2: Yeah, it's a receiver that was looked like he was having a breakout season.
1: And then they found another guy.
2: Unfortunately. So let's take a look at what they did uh this week. Hopkins had six. Okay. Uh Tredavious White is awesome. Like, Hopkins caught a touchdown on him. It was a great catch, and he held him to five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh Will Fuller had two catches for 33 yards on three targets. Kiki QT had three catches for 33 yards on five targets. So, Heath, you're selling it. Don't drop Will Fuller.
0: I'm not ready to drop him yet, but this was very discouraging, and you can't start him until further notice.
2: Buy or sell, the Jaguars will miss the playoffs.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what. Your prediction looks awesome right now. Maybe. The only thing that's hurting you? Uh-huh. Is the rest of the division? I know, I
2: know. Because so.
1: they're 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 not going to be better than probably three or four wild card teams. Just but they're the going the to win the division.
2: They're going to win the division.
1: But they're probably going to win the division. Yeah. Like Houston is Houston is two dumb coaching decisions and Nathan Peterman away from being zero and six. <laughs>
2: Nathan Peterman, yeah, or at least zero five and one. Uh buy or sell. Demarius Thomas is back. So. Bye. Ooh, I love it. you guys don't agree on anything today. This is wonderful. you had you're... four targets in this game. Yeah, but prior to that, though, the targets
0: have
1: been pretty consistent.
0: It, it, they were the, early in the season. The, the, the great thing about Demarius Thomas is all he had to do is get no targets so that he could score touchdowns. <laughs> he was getting ten targets a week, and awful. In the last two weeks, he's got six targets and four targets, and he scored a touchdown each week.
2: It's actually four straight games, I think. Yeah, four straight games with four to seven targets for Demarius Thomas. Um. At Arizona next week should be difficult. Uh, all right, so buy, sell, we don't know. And finally, buy or sell, Royce Freeman is droppable.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I'll sell that too. We agree on that one.
2: Let's talk about SeatGeek. If you're looking to buy or sell tickets, oh, what a segue. Go to SeatGeek, SeatGeek.com, or, of course, download the SeatGeek app. Great app. I've got it on my phone. I tell everybody about SeatGeek. I have most recently used SeatGeek to buy college football tickets just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I will be using it again in the future, although all my teams suck, so I don't know. Maybe I'll just go to a concert or something. But SeatGeek will save you money, save you time, save you money, because it searches multiple ticket sites. Remember the days when you had to go out and search multiple ticket sites? Not anymore. Just search for an event on SeatGeek and let SeatGeek do all that work for you. Great part about SeatGeek, every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. I'm gonna give you the promo code. You might forget it. Please feel free to tweet me. It happens all the time. Tweets, emails. Hey, what, uh, you know, what's the promo code? Or a lot of people say, hey, I had a great time using the SeatGeek app, but here it is. It's FFT. So download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with the code FFT SeatGeek. Life's an event. And we have the tickets. Time to take a look at our leaders for fantasy week six. Quarterbacks, Jamie, uh, Jamie, take a bow. Jameis Winston, your start of the week is the number one quarterback. So yeah, he he was great. He really was. Three hundred ninety-five yards and four touchdowns, and he threw two interceptions. Were they both Awful in the bro. end zone?
1: Uh, one was for sure.
0: I I have only seen the second one once, and so I could be completely wrong here. But I kind of feel like Chris Godwin should have scored a touchdown on that.
2: Okay, I I, I don't know off the top of my head.
1: But
0: I like get it hit a great. defender in the back of the helmet and popped up in the air. But Godwin was trying to Devin Funchess him and just whiffed, from what I saw.
1: Um, by the way, he loves Chris Godwin.
2: He does, he more than Deshaun Jackson,
1: more than yeah. Mike Evans,
2: more than Mike Evans. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. If if
1: if what we've been telling you for the last three months is not registered after watching today's game, go get Chris Godwin, please.
2: Chris Godwin is fifty nine percent owned. I I just we we said it. It's amazing. And actually, let me let me fairness. Yeah, I I I should have I shouldn't I shouldn't have. I think I jumped the gun with the more than Deshaun Jackson thing. They had the same amount of targets, and Jackson actually had more yards. So I apologize for that. Is that what you're going to say?
0: No, I was going to say, like the reason he's fifty nine percent owned is because he's been very up and down, had a buy, and then had a twenty yard performance. He had one field. down game,
2: up and down with yards, but he has scored a lot. It, it doesn't. It I don't know. It seemed like an obvious pickup. I I,
1: I don't I don't think it should be a ninety percent owned guy at this point, but in the seventies, sure.
2: And he's fifty nine percent owned. Like That's if guy. you're
1: if you're gonna tell me right now, and I know the answer to this. Mike Williams or Chris Godwin, who should be owned more, and I know I'm saying this
2: after he scored a touchdown, I would have said this to you two weeks ago. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. Alright, so, so Jameis is one. It, do you guys buy him as a top 10-ish quarterback rest of season?
0: 100%.
2: Would you rather have Jameis or Matt Ryan, who's number two in fantasy points this week?
1: Uh, I'll Ryan. Take, I'll take both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have I, I've i never done this before I picked up Jameis in a 10 team league that has a lot of it's very very deep benches I'm carrying three quarterbacks I just didn't want anybody else to get Jameis
2: sure.
1: we yeah. only run waivers twice a week in that league and he was just I, I was like I'm tired of carrying Derrick Henry so I'm gonna carry three quarterbacks that just tells you how insane that is because I would never take three quarterbacks over a running back I just hate Derrick Henry <laughs> and I was like I don't want to see anybody beat me with Jameis Winston
2: other so I have top luck, five. Winston and Ryan. Yeah, well, you have three of the top six quarterbacks entering Sunday night. Luck was six, along with Carson Wentz. Uh, but the f- top five is Winston, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, tied for second. Mitchell Trubisky, and Brock Osweiler. So, <laughs> I think the only one that we need to talk about that we haven't is Dak Prescott. Um, he had 82 yards and a touch. I mean, Dak Prescott scored 33 fantasy points against the Jaguars. How weird is that?
1: They can't play on the road. Their defense looks terrible right now.
2: Yeah, well, you know, Jalen Ramsey banged up, lost a couple of defenders. Yep, no good. Um, top five running. You know, you, backs. Know, you know who's back, don't you? Who's back? Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, running back. I honestly think we can skip because it's Gurley, Gordon, Barkley, Connor, Latavius Murray, and Ezekiel Elliott. I just want to look up uh, Latavius Murray's ownership percentage. He is fifty-one percent. Sixty-three percent going into today. The- no, really? Because I am at 51%. 50, 53%,
1: excuse me.
2: Okay, so 53. Then That makes sense. Uh, Wide receivers. Top five wide receivers for Fantasy Week 6. Albert Wilson. This guy. You want to know why Brock Osweiler is a top five quarterback? Is he threw short to Albert Wilson, and Wilson did the rest. Twice. 155 yards and two touchdowns. Tyrell. Look at the top five. This is ridiculous. Albert Wilson. Tyrell Williams. Cole Beasley. Alshon Jeffrey. And some Adam Thielen guy who's tied with Tyler Boyd. This is kind of
0: the problem I have when we look at the season long standings and say, look at all these wide receivers averaging 10 fantasy points a game. You don't have to worry about wide receiver because there's so many of them. Nobody started these guys. They don't do you any good that they're averaging all these fantasy points.
2: It's not a bad point. Um, our,
1: well, I mean, take, yeah. take out the top three. So Wilson, <laughs> Williams, and Beasley. No, I mean, just because those are fluky. Right. But then you start to get to names that are great. Thielen, yes. Boyd, or Jeffrey, Thielen, Boyd, Sanders, Antonio Brown, Crabtree, you can make a case to buy back into. Julio, Funches, you make a case you want to buy back into. Juju, Tory Smith, throw that out. Hopkins, Robinson, you want to buy back into. I mean, these are guys that that's where the list is, really.
2: Yeah, the top three were a little fluky, right? Do we agree that Albert Wilson, Tyra Williams, Cole Beasley are not of huge priorities? Yes. Okay. Uh, Last week, and, la- Tyrell yeah.
1: Williams' stat line is Robbie Anderson a week ago. Three catches, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. That's exactly what Robbie Anderson did.
2: And let's get into the tight ends then. Your top five tight ends in Fantasy Week 6 are Hooper, Ebron, O.J. Howard, David Njoku, and Chris Herndon. Uh flukey, two catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. But right after Herndon was Vernon Davis and Nick O'Leary and Zach Ertz. So, so it got much
0: less fluky. Well, right Davis
2: Davis outproducing Jordan Reed again. Um it's the Alex Smith Vernon Davis effect. They're old friends. Look, man. The,
1: the one the one encouraging thing is Reed had nine targets. Led the team.
2: David Njoku is primed for a nice stretch here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think he's 80% owned. What do you think about O.J. Howard? He's the number one tight end in Tampa Bay. Yep. Must own guy. Hey. He's very available. Yeah, yeah,
0: the whole Cameron Brait thing, he caught the touchdown, that was great. But there, and I haven't seen snap counts yet, but from watching most of that game, I would guess OJ Howard played a lot more snaps than Cameron Braith. And Brake caught one pass.
2: Yeah, I mean, Howard is not getting, just looking at season long, he's not getting a ton of targets. But he's really making the most of them. He's so good. Well, they,
1: they picked up going into the injury.
2: Yeah, he had eight, he had eight, uh, targets in one game. In, in week earth. three, and then he got hurt after that in week four, I believe. Yep. Um,
1: I, I, am telling you, it's amazing that he played. It was a two to four week injury and he just had to buy a week off and he was fine. He's a legend. He's a legend. OJ Howard.
2: The most talented player. You've, you've had Adam a lot of great
1: calls. That's one of them. that <laughs>
2: Howard have a breakout season. <laughs> well, I hope he's having a breakout season. He is. I guess it wasn't hard, you know, from last year. Uh, let's play a game, quick game called Does He Matter? Just tell me yes or no. Arizona wide receiver Christian Kirk. Does He Matter? Yes, yes. Yeah, he does here. He's got, uh, two games in a row with 77 or more yards. So, very nice. He's their best receiver. Yep. Uh, Not by name, but by production. This one I know he matters. Chicago wide receiver Taylor Gabriel, 26% own. Yep. He matters. How about Jets wide receiver Terrell Pryor? Does he matter?
1: If, and then was hurt? Yes.
2: Uh, yep. Chester Rogers, 20% owned, 10 targets, 4 catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Three good games in a row for Rogers in PPR. For as long as
1: Hilton and Doyle are hurt, he matters. And go back to the Jets for a second because Jermaine curse matters too. He's been their slot receiver.
2: Yep. Seattle wide receiver David Moore, does he matter?
1: Not now because they're bye week.
2: I
0: can't. We'll get to the Seahawks passing game in a minute.
2: (laughs) Okay. Cleveland wide receiver Damian Ratley. Six catches, 82 yards on eight targets for Damian Ratley. Does he matter?
0: He left the game hurt, right?
2: Uh, I don't know, I'm sorry. I must, might have missed You I that know one. he got hurt late in the game.
0: I don't know if he came back in or not, but probably not, is the answer. Okay.
2: Uh, just some goal line stuff to keep an eye on. I mentioned Marlon Mack got some goal line work. Chris Carson had a one yard touchdown run called back on a false start. Jordan Howard fumbled at the goal line. Chris Ivory still gets in there at the goal, or near the goal line sometimes, which sucks for LaShawn McCoy. Tariq Cohn had a receiving touchdown called back on pass interference, and then he was in on first and goal from the six, and Trubisky threw an interception. Frank Gore got stuffed at the goal line, and then on the next play, Kenyon Drake fumbled at the goal line. Uh, I've had
0: nightmares about doing what Kenyon Drake did.
2: Fumbling at the goal line?
0: Like It wasn't like a fumble at the goal line, like somebody hit him really hard or stripped the ball. The ball was handed to him. There was no one between him and the goal line, and he tripped and fumbled. On the, at the same time.
2: Did you see him after the game ended when they won?
0: Oh, he, yes. Also crying. But those were tears of joy. Uh,
2: completely. I think he must have been feeling just so much emotion. It, Cause he almost cost them the game. They win the game. No, but like, he had a
1: huge catch when they got the ball back though. After yep. the fumble. Yeah. He's uh,
2: good. Yeah, he is. And that's pretty much all I got. There were some other, some almost touchdowns, but uh, Michael Gallup almost scored his, for, his first touchdown. And Taewon Taylor should have had a 77 yard touchdown, but Mariota missed him badly.
0: I'm not oh. sure Taylor Taylor ever saw that ball either.
2: Well, it was so far away from him, how
1: could he? <laughs> Sean Jackson almost had a huge touchdown too with Jameis missing.
2: Washington 23 and Carolina 17 is You we know did who didn't almost,
1: almost have a touchdown? Who? who we'll jump.
2: <laughs> uh, I think he was in, out of bounds like inside the 10 at one point.
0: He actually was open down the right sideline and Ryan underthrew him.
2: Almost. Uh, they, there are a lot of crazy time of possession games, including this one. The Redskins had the ball for about 10 more minutes than the Panthers. Um Cam Newton finds a way to score 27 fantasy points. He was started in 74% of leagues. I, I'll probably say it every week. I find it to be a frustrating own. Gary. Thoughts?
0: I think I'll say the same thing I said last week.
2: What, you start him? Just start him. I mean, but you had him what, like around 12th? I, I think I had him 10th. 10th. Uh, any concerns about Christian McCaffrey?
1: No, these games will pop up for him every now and then. Just stupid.
2: All right, let's talk about Devin Funchess. He was only 19% started. He's 81% owned, and with Olsen getting seven targets, not a not an insignificant amount. Still, Funchess able to get his typical 70 yards and get in the end zone.
1: Jimmy? Yeah, it's encouraging to see
0: with uh with Olsen playing. I think he's going to be a number three when he doesn't score, and a number two when he does score. And you've got to hope he scores more often than not.
2: Heath is Jordan Reed worth owning.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, he's still the best pass catcher on the team. He got nine targets in this game. I think you should still own him.
2: Okay, they've got Dallas next week. Paul Richardson is 16% owned. If, if Crowder's still out, if Thompson's still out, I don't know, maybe there's a case to be made there. Uh, let's go to our next game. Minnesota 27, Arizona 17, and again, a big time of possession disparity. Minnesota had the ball for about nine and a half more minutes than Arizona. So what do you think David Johnson's value is right now? How would you value Mr. David Johnson?
1: If you don't make a trade offer for him this week, you're crazy.
2: What does that mean?
1: They play Denver on Thursday night at home.
2: Wait, you, you want to acquire him or you don't? Yes. Oh, yeah, Denver's been pretty bad against the run. denver bad. Really
1: bad. But we've... you 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 keep talking about Detroit. You got the wrong D. This is the worst run defense in football. This is, this will be three weeks no. in a row. We've talked about how great his matchup is. And it, I hope no, this wasn't a, matchup a great matchup. This wasn't a great matchup.
0: Minnesota was giving up like the most yards no. per catch the, to running backs.
2: No. Right, Adam? Great matchup. Uh, were I, they? I don't care. Not a great matchup in Minnesota. I did think he'd do better in the passing game. He had two catches for 15 yards. But that's They're not, not his...
1: really using him in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, no, this wasn't a great matchup.
2: Well, you know, like three, two, three catches, three catches a game maybe. Um,
1: this is the best match they've allowed. No, the Broncos, Detroit's better. No, the Broncos have allowed. Nearly 500 rushing yards.
2: Maybe it's over 500. I know, but is Gurley, like, Gurley is very good. Like, Gurley's okay. okay. But Isaiah Crowell and Bilal
1: Powell, that's the, the the greatest duo in the history of football. Look, they allowed 500 rushing yards. They're both two- averaging like a yard and a half more than David Johnson this season.
2: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I actually heard an explanation for why they were so bad against the Jets running backs. They just kind of caught it on red zone when they had the game on. Uh The guy who I – don't, I don't know who was calling the game. I'm sorry. But he said that the Broncos defensive backs – oh, Todd Gurley had a touchdown run. And one of the defensive backs took a terrible angle. And he, actually, I don't think it was a touchdown run. He was out at it like the three. Um, he said, sorry, he said, um, great story. the Broncos defensive backs <laughs> did a really bad job containing the Jets running backs last week. And he said that was their big problem.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You just, you just gave us a 10 minute setup to tell us that the Broncos linebacker did a really no, bad defensive job. defensive backs. Week.
2: Yeah, that's, that was their problem. Backs. They made another bad play today and that that was why, that's their vulnerability right so now. Their
0: problem was, against the run is that they're really bad against the run? What
1: was their, their problem pro- three weeks ago? Their problem the problem against the
2: run ago. is that their defensive backs are doing a terrible job.
1: You know what the problem against the run is? That he's, they're getting, the, <laughs> that they're allowing the running backs to get to the defensive back. That's probably <laughs> the biggest
2: issue. What do you think about Kirk Cousins, guys? He scored 18 <laughs> fantasy points. He scored 16 last week. So it's two bad ones in a row for him. He's
1: fine. I wish the like, Colin would step up a little bit. He's like, uh, He's he's like Cam Newton almost. You just start him every week.
2: I believe in no free passes. And no free pass for uh for Stephon Diggs. This three games now with forty three or fewer yards for Stefan Diggs. No touchdown since week two, I believe. That can't be right. That doesn't sound right. Double check that. But uh no free pass for Stefan Diggs. Yeah, he's gotta start playing better. Um Oh, it is
0: right. I was right. Gold He... This was a bad situation for him. The problem it seems for him is that Adam Thielen's getting twelve plus targets every week. And so it needs to be a game where Cousins throws forty times so he can get ten targets as well. He's awesome.
2: Yeah, he's a great player. But
0: and you can't sit him. He's
2: so also
1: drawing the team's toughest cover.
2: Yep. Adam Thielen. He was the only Viking with more than five targets. He had 15 targets, and now he has over 100 yards in six straight games to open the season. Miami 31, Chicago 28. I, I think we really covered this game a lot, but let's uh, let's talk about Allen Robinson. Did, did anybody want to start Allen Robinson this week?
0: No. Uh, not as more than a number three, no.
2: And he was only 37% started. It wasn't like a monster game. Five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. How optimistic are you about him going forward?
1: I think he'll be a borderline number 2 number 3 receiver.
2: Yeah. All right, would you rather have Allen Robinson or, or Mohamed like Sanu?
1: Robinson. Um, Sanu in Atlanta. Robinson. <laughs>
2: no, nope, sorry. Why? You don't if have to play any... home, I'll take Sanu. Well, you don't get to own both of them. You get to own one of them.
1: Why? Nice, was a free agent in a lot of leagues. Are you willing to drop Robinson for him? I don't have to. Oh,
2: I hate you. I'll it. drop
1: Mike Williams for him. It's just hate <laughs> it. uh,
2: how I'll do you play feel, my own game. How do you feel about guys like, um, all right, the last three games we talked about, we got Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, and in this game we have Trey Burton. Are these guys you just like, you're fine rostering them, you start them, you take what you get, whatever? Did you hear what I said? I'll repeat I it. feel the worst about Burton. Okay, it was Burton, Rudolph, and uh, Reed. I
1: don't know, Rudolph has been pretty bad lately. Yeah.
2: They all kind of stink. Yeah, they are tight ends. They sure are. Which is why it's kind of okay. Because a lot of people with <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> yeah. have a bad tight end, right? I mean a lot of people yeah, have a bad Yeah, but have it tight makes ends. you
1: feel a hell of a lot better when you go
2: click, Ertz, click, oh, Kelsey, no. click, sometimes Gronk. <laughs> click Ebron. <laughs> click Ebron. Jets 42, Colts 34. Speaking of Ebron, the Jets had the ball for 14 more minutes than the Colts in this game. All right, so look, um, Heath, you and I were on the same page with Luck, and Dave and Jamie were on the right page with Luck. Uh, we just didn't think he was going to throw as much. He ends up with 30 fantasy points, so another big game for Andrew Luck. What do you think?
0: Well, in fairness, he didn't throw as much.
2: Yeah, you he only, threw it, 43, only threw times. It forty-three times in this game. <laughs> that's a that's um, a
0: lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. It's it's weird. Like he was really good for fantasy today, and maybe had his worst game so far this year. I I think the, the if
2: you're, reason reason you're looking at the he was interceptions. Good and the
0: reason we were wrong is he turned the ball over a bunch early in the game.
2: The, the interceptions were not his, his fault. fault. I think two of them were not his fault, but definitely one. The pick yeah, the one
0: with Marlon Mack. Uh, the Marlon Mack one was for sure not his fault. Right. The other two, I, I maybe one of them wasn't. I don't know.
2: All right, he's, fair enough. Um, thoughts on Luck? It, going it was forward? a bit of
1: a bordering. <laughs> he is. He is a. He is a top ten fantasy quarterback with a chance to be top five. Rest of the way.
2: With or luck, rest of season.
1: That's a good question. I'll still take Luck
2: because T like Y
1: Hilton comes back. It's gonna be fun.
2: Yeah, it's a good point. It, it's amazing that he's doing this without T Y Hilton. Uh, what do you think about the Jets running backs, fellas?
1: The roller coaster.
2: Yeah, I don't, I mean, they, I'm
1: not. I'm not playing them next week. Minnesota. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I, uh, I mean, Pell continues to get more work. I wish they would throw him the ball. They. He actually had, I think, a twelve-yard catch in this game, called back because of a hold. Oh, almost catch. But, It was an almost almost reception, (laughs) but yeah, they're frustrating. They're both they're both flexes. That if Crowell scores, he's at
2: number two. Would you rather have Jordan Howard or a Jets running back? Howard, Howard, Mm. Frank Gore or a Jets running back? Jets, Heath, you can, yeah, both Jets. All right, Pittsburgh twenty eight, Cincinnati twenty one. Roethlisberger ends up with twenty. By the way,
1: just with the Colts, please add Chester Rogers. Yeah, 20% on. Another guy. Ten targets again. Uh Pittsburgh. What, I, I still don't understand. What was Baltimore thinking with Ryan Grant paying him that money?
2: Uh, no He's idea. not good. No. All right, now we go to Pittsburgh 28, Cincinnati 28. No, wait, wait, wait. No. Shut up. <laughs> Pittsburgh got the ball for almost ten more minutes than Cincinnati. And uh Roethlisberger played really well, but Connor got some short yardage touchdowns. Uh, it, was, it was a good game for everybody, basically. Juju, Brown, Roethlisberger, Connor. But what about Vance McDonald, Heath? What do you think about him? He's 66% only. He at eight targets. He had seven catches for 68 yards following a one-catch-for-six-yard performance last week. I'm pretty encouraged
0: by both McDonald and C.J. Uzoma, Uzuma, Uzama. It
2: is Uzama. I, I was wrong. Uzama.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just say it all three ways to make sure we get it right. Um, Uzama. I would. I would. I'm going to continue to rank him higher than Trey Burton. McDonald's? If Trey Burton scores a touchdown on four targets every week, then that's
1: fine. Yeah, Vance McDonald's been great. Last week, I, I think was uh just an unfortunate circumstance of yeah. the lack of targets. The Bengals I have also safe
0: just just for our Bengals fans, they were robbed in this game.
2: Mm, they were robbed in this game. I don't remember how they were robbed in this game.
0: The Antonio Brown touchdown was a clear. Oh, the play pass interference beyond, yeah. beyond two yards beyond the line of scrimmage. With yep. the ball in the air. Yep. Yep. You're right.
2: You're right. Uh yeah, But Tyler,
1: they, it. they would have kicked the field goal though.
2: Tyler Boyd, you, you, two you, touchdowns.
1: You, you could debate if he would have made. it. I don't know the they field well, field I mean, if they would have kicked the field goal. That's a ten yard penalty. It was knocked out of range. Yeah, that's they a penalty. Got, they would have kicked the field goal.
2: <laughs> he would have missed it. <laughs> um All right. Yeah, so Tyler Boyd with it, a great game, two uh two touchdowns, seven catches, sixty two yards. I don't know. Not much to say here. Dal- Dalton, twenty one points. I, you know, last two weeks have been a little disappointing for him. Um, and but he's he's all right. Yeah, he's okay. Hooray! Gonna be an
1: interesting one next week at Kansas City
2: Prime Time. Prime Time, Andy Dalton with a good matchup. He was great this week, this season. Seattle twenty-seven, Oakland three. All right, Heath. now's your chance to talk about the Seahawks passing game.
0: I am going to continue to rank Russell Wilson too low as long as he continues to throw a touchdown pass once every seven passes. He, he was, was no, he was worse this week. He's once every eight passes. It was once, once every 7.67 passes <laughs> or something, but yes. Um, he's, he was really good and Baldwin looked better. I'm encouraged by Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett saved his day with a touchdown, but he's in big time trouble. It looks like if this game was any indication. I just, like he's thrown 44 passes. Andrew Luck throws more passes in one game than Wilson's thrown in the last two and he's got six touchdown passes.
2: And still not running. 20 rushing yards. His season high is 21. Uh, So I agree. I mean, 23 pass attempts, and that's four straight uh, earmuffs, earmuffs. with 26 or fewer pass attempts. It was Michelle, wasn't it? Yes. Gosh, darn it.
0: Can we redo the top five running backs for the week?
2: Uh, he's... Man, I wish I had bought low on Sonny Michelle. Okay, so anyway.
1: Stupid knee injury.
2: Um, what the hell was I gonna say? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, Wilson not throwing a lot, throwing a lot of touchdowns. Great, good stuff. Uh, Tyler Lockett is ninety three percent owned. Do we need to hang on to him through the buy? No.
0: I I probably I won't drop him on purpose.
1: But if he's the worst player on my team, I don't I don't mind dropping him. If so you, if you drop him on accident in a league where Adam yes, is the commissioner, that's exactly he'll what I was going to say. He'll yeah. Allow you to pick him back up. <laughs>
2: 100%. I had a situation like that
1: in one of my leagues Somebody dropped James White and I was like what the hell And then the commissioner was like no 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 You meant to drop the Cardinals defense I am like I don't know how you make that mistake
2: Yeah I don't either that's very strange Uh Houston 20 and Buffalo 13 Alright thoughts on LeSean McCoy 16 carries 3 catches And uh, 94 Total yards That's
0: a good LeSean McCoy game Yeah very good
2: That is good 2 games game in training. a row Two games in a row with around a hundred yards total, but I am worried about the touchdowns if they insist on using Chris Ivory near the goal line.
1: Well, and they're not going to score very many of them either. It's true. I think any game you think that they're going to be competitive, he's going to have a chance to be successful. And they play the Colts next week in Indianapolis. You think they'll be, be competitive?
2: Yeah, they they have a good defense. it seems. Although it's
1: going to be Peterman most likely. Oh, oh. yeah, they won't be. Competitive. Could could, could no. be Peterman.
2: Won't be competitive. Deshaun Watson, so at Jacksonville next wait, week. Wait, wait, just, just, just back up one second. So Russell Wilson
1: throws a touchdown once every seven plus attempts. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Peterman throws an interception once every six <laughs> attempts.
0: <laughs> Can you believe Sean McDermott thought he was better than Tyrod Taylor and still has a
1: job and better than Josh Allen?
2: Oh dude, Sean McDermott is, is the second best coach in the NFL behind uh, Bill Belichick. Like, nobody better, he's does- better than Sean McVay? Obviously I'm joking, but I would uh, say that it's possible, are. no, I am joking. It's possible that nobody does more with less than Sean McVay. By the way, if your name is Sean, you're a great coach. 100%. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun- Rank, rank Watson. the Shauns.
1: Rank the Seans. Sean. Sean Payton. Sean McVay. McVay. Sean
2: Payton McDermott. No, McVay, wow. McDermott, Payton.
1: Wow. Payton.
0: Peyton McVeigh, McDermott. How many
2: bad years wow. did the Saints have? When? Recently, up uh, before last year.
1: They're never bad. Uh, okay,
2: no. fine, average years. Uh, yeah, Sean McVeigh made the freaking playoffs with the Bills last year. All Sean right, McVay, Sean oh, Mc McDermott. McDermott. Sean McDermott. All right. I, why are we talking about this? I want to move on. Let's go to the Chargers and the Browns. We have nothing to I say. I want to see how long laws. we can
1: extend the podcast so you get angry.
2: I knew it. Uh, Chargers 38, Browns 14. Uh, Rivers did not score 20 fantasy points. He only threw 20 passes in this game.
1: You, you feel good about that one, don't you? That was a good call by you.
0: Well, it it worked out okay. Like The did, game did not go the way I thought it was. I thought Cleveland's defense is a lot better than that. He was very successful, but it was really just two passes to try Tyrell Williams where so he had just an awful day.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was very successful. I mean, he only threw 20 passes.
0: Right. No, it wasn't successful from a fantasy perspective. He had 200 yards on 20 passes. That's pretty good.
2: How should Carlos Hyde owners be feeling right now? For I didn't like him straight. going
1: into the week. It was just kind yeah. of the way the running back situation shook out that he was in my top 24. Um, he's touchdown or bust. The yeah. schedule gets great for him though. So that's a nice thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you have this is, I say this all the time. When you have a guy who doesn't catch passes, a running back who doesn't catch passes can be a little dicey sometimes. So, you know, just keep it in mind and I'm done. Here. Uh,
1: this was good for, uh, Duke Johnson because the receivers are so banged up that to see him get the involvement that he had. I mean, you never want to see him lead your team in rushing on only two carries, but he had two for 36 to lead the team in rushing. Uh, but five targets, four for 73. This was kind of like what he did last year.
2: Did he lead the team in receiving?
1: No, he was behind Ratley.
2: Oh, okay. Ratley. But he was
1: better than Njoku in terms of yards. He was better than Jarvis Landry by a lot. Better than Callaway.
2: Hmm. So their second and third leading receivers were Hurricanes. Atlanta 34, Tampa Bay 29, Peyton Barber. So, I think Ronald Jones stash. Probably don't have to do that anymore. One carry.
0: Uh, Barber no, Barber looked great. Should make you feel better about own? Carlos Hyde.
2: Oh, cause the matchup next week? Against Atlanta? Is that why? No. Yeah. Why? They're at Atlanta next week, they're, right? They're, no. They're playing Tampa Bay. Giants maybe. do. They're playing I Tampa I think
1: Saquon Barkley will do well against Atlanta though. Yeah, they the playing Eagle.
2: Tampa Bay next week. So, um, yeah, what do you think about Barber? He's 58% owned.
1: He looks great. Can you do it consistently? Though that's a problem.
2: I'm thinking no. Yeah, I guess no as well. <laughs> but, but you know, but I'll tell you by. what was
1: nice: the involvement in the passing game. We didn't see that in the beginning of the season at oh. all.
2: No, it's possible that things are just going to be different with uh, with Jameis Winston here. And is there anything else in this game that we want to talk about? Tevin Coleman got lucky, six yard touchdown catch to save his day. But Dave's been right about that. I mean, Coleman just has not been very good this year. But he you know he probably ends up as a number two running back. Uh who all right, tell me the we talked about Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Trey Burton. Would you drop any of them or all of them for Austin Hooper?
1: Um if Sanu and Ridley are out hundred percent, yes. Yeah, I don't think I'd drop Reed for him, but everybody else probably.
2: Rams twenty three, Broncos zero. And another big time of possession disparity. The Rams had the ball for more than 10 more minutes than Denver. So what do you think about I mean, do you guys regret? I actually don't know where your final rankings were on Jared Goff. But do you think the cold weather got to him? He scored seven fantasy points. Do you regret ranking him where you did? And where did you rank him? I
0: think we should clarify first the Broncos scored 20 points. Jeez.
1: (laughs) They did not have zero.
0: It was cool how you said zero. But they did not have zero.
2: Uh, for Denver, yeah, twenty three twenty, not twenty three nothing. Sorry about that. Um, where did you rank off? Yes, yes, um, I had him somewhere around twelve. Me but. too. Okay, so he just, was dead. Just the weather, maybe.
1: Um, I mean, look, Cooper Cup got hurt early in the game. You know, I know he came back or got hurt in the first half. I know he was able to come back. I don't think he finished the game because I saw a lot of Josh Reynolds on the field. So I don't know if he just came back and and score maybe. Um. You know they they didn't want to put him out there. More we'll find out. I hope it's not one of those situations like with Joe Mixon, as we saw. You know gets hurt, comes back in, and we find out he has a, a an injury that's going to take him out for a few weeks. Um, but this was this was always set up in my mind to be a Todd Gurley game. I think I got a little thrown off. I'll, I'll speak for myself with the both receivers coming back from the concussion of Cook, Cooks, and uh, Cup. But um, I don't think it was really the weather. I think it's just Sean McVay. Taking advantage of the matchup and and Todd Gurley being a star,
2: yeah, twenty eight carries for Gurley, more than two hundred yards, career day for him, and um, you know Golf just only twenty eight pass attempts. All right, uh, how about Royce Freeman? I mean, what do you think about him? Nine carries for twenty two yards. He had five. He, he has had double digit carries in two of six games, and Philip Lindsay got ejected in one of them. So, what do you think about Freeman? He needs good game scripts. And he, he I Lindsay had four carries. It was weird splits. I'd give it one more week because they get
1: Arizona on Thursday and they just give up production to running backs every week. They
2: do. Also, Lindsay had a receiving I don't know if it was ruled a touchdown or like down at the one. He had a screen pass called back on a pass interference. It was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. Okay. Baltimore twenty one, Tennessee Seto. <laughs> right? That one's correct. <laughs> okay. Baltimore had the ball for 15 more <laughs> minutes than Tennessee. Uh, okay, if, if somebody dropped Derrick <coughs> Henry or Deion Lewis, pardon me, would you even pick them up?
1: No.
0: No.
2: It's amazing. It really is. What about Corey Davis? What if somebody dropped Corey Davis?
1: No.
0: It's just I a bad don't offense. know that I would pick up
2: any Titans. Bad offense. Alright, moving on. Dallas 40, Jacksonville 7. Dallas had the ball. This was the biggest time of possession disparity. 38-55 for Dallas, 21-05 for the Jaguars. Uh, What's the storyline here? Maybe we talk about the Jaguars wide receivers. Keelan Cole, four catches, 41 yards. Dede Westbrook caught a touchdown. He only had 38 yards. Moncrief did nothing. Anything here, Jamie?
1: I think they're just going to be one of these home road teams. They've been good at home. They've been bad on the road.
2: It's true. I don't have anything else to say about this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is now the second week in a row that TJ Yeldon's averaged over five yards per carry and they have gone away from their ground game.
2: This made, well, they've been trailing big time both games. Well, they were down by ten both games early, but that's not a
1: reason to get away from your running game.
2: But they have such a good quarterback, Jamie. I mean,
1: his, his wind up is back to being Hideo Nomo again. (laughs) It was like Conor
2: McGregor. <laughs> God, did you see his throw? Yeah. Yes. That was not a good throw. Not a good throw at all. Alright, I'm gonna go watch the good game here. It's halftime but, approaches. But what about the Cowboys though? You don't want to talk about their receivers? No, we already did. We already declared Cole Beasley back. He's 8%. Yeah, I gotta go by. Bye, bye, Jamie. And bye, Heath. Hey, it was great talking to you. Thank you very much. Alright, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with the Waiver Wire. See ya. It's all right.